can't do it. I'm doing the podcast. We'll do it live. We'll do it live! Giants fans, welcome to Big Blue All Year, the podcast that brings you New York football Giants content all year long. Where your host toe tap the line between podcast professionals and a bunch of fanatics talking shit at the end of the bar. Tonight's episode of Big Blue All Year is not brought to you by anyone. Insert sponsor here. Don't forget to follow on Twitter at Big Blue All Year and rate and subscribe wherever podcasts are found. Adult content ahead, because you know we're doing it live. All right, listeners, we're sorry. We're sorry. It's not rapid but you are still indeed going to be getting the boys' reactions on a wonderful draft weekend. And my God, there's so many things to talk about. And if I'm being totally honest with you, and I know it's not the first time you've heard us drunk, but we're pretty drunk uh, over the weekend. So it, it very well is probably for the best. So let's just get right into it. Very good. Hey. Disciple. Here. You want to tell the nice folks who is kind enough not to sponsor us tonight? This week's episode of Big Blue All Year is not brought to you by Trader Dave's Pawn Shop. Hey there, Dave. Uh, I like that there 11th pick. Uh, what do you want for it? I'll give you, say, a two and a sixer. To move down nine spots. Mr. Pace, you're going to have to do better than that. How about a counteroffer? Make it a little sweeter. Well, I could do sweet or I could do spicy. I'll throw in a brat. How about that, Getty? I want premium Italian sausage, first of all. And on top of that, I'm going to need a 2022 first rounder and a 4 2. And I'm also going to need. A fifth rounder in 2021. 164 overall. And on top of that, I need a number four chicken sandwich with a side of waffle fries and a value size drink. Free! <laughs> Hey there, Dave. You know it ain't gonna be no premium. It's gonna be a Polish sausage. And on the fries, why don't you go fuck yourself? Otherwise, you have yourself a deal, my friend. Pleasure doing business with you. <laughs> God, I love that. Trader Day's Pawn Shop. Been fleecing since 2021. And now, back to the show. Mr. Disciple? The state of the draft. Gentlemen, the state of the draft is that it's concluded. Very eventful weekend. I'm quickly going to rattle off the picks, and we're going to get to work talking about them. Up first, Kadarius Toney, taking a 20th overall. Aziz Ojolari, edge rusher, Georgia, 50th overall. In the third round, they took Aaron Robinson, cornerback, 71st overall. Fourth round. Ellerson Smith, edge rusher, Northern Iowa, 116th overall. On to the sixth round, Gary Brightwell running back at 196 overall. Five picks later, we had Rodarius Williams, Oklahoma State, cornerback. Boys, let's talk about the events of this weekend now that we, uh, you know, settle our emotions a little bit. Things have unfolded. 
there's just so much to talk about. There's there's so much. Well, let's take us back to the beginning then, gentlemen. Shall we uh, start chronologically? I mean, Wait, I think- You wanna start from the first round? That sounds questionable, Mac. Crazy, crazy idea <laughs> here. Let's see how it works out for Usually us. Usually we work from the back up, remember? <laughs> true, true, true. It's all, we don't wanna bury the lead. Uh, speaking of which, <laughs> so Berger, I think you were quite literally dancing and running around as you were at wedding festivities. I was sitting right where I am now when this happened. We're watching who I think all of us at this point, especially with Waddle off the board, Devonta Smith was seemed just to fall right into the lap of the Giants. Uh, those corners that we thought the Cowboys wanted were gone. No way the Cowboys take a wide receiver there, right? They're going to take Parsons. And then collusion. The unthinkable. You know, the worst it was is- it was really something that nobody saw. But like ah, the Cowboys really did this shit. It was some Lannister shit. They said the Giants are already stronger than the Eagles. We cannot let them get stronger. Let the Eagles have this guy, even if we have no cornerbacks to cover anybody. Okay? That's I love what they the Game decided. Of reference. It's amazing. <laughs> That's what they decided. That's what they decided. They'd rather this guy's going to one of the two teams. We'd rather the Eagles have them because the Eagles are in way worse shape than the Giants. Well, they're hot garbage. Oh, you think that was the the Cowboys yes. reasoning? I yes. Think, from the Cowboys' perspective, though, why wouldn't they? Like, I hate the Cowboys. I don't need any reason to poke them in the eye as I sit here in Dallas, Texas. But I don't – they're not my problem here. No, yeah. I'm not saying they're the problem. I'm the saying – The Eagles this, are the evil ones in this No, in this I don't even care about – it's it's it, I think the Cowboys really had the power to say no if they didn't want to. But outside of fucking over they the knew Giants, that the Giants wouldn't would take Micah Parsons. No. Like why exactly. would they, uh, yeah. Because why would they say no, like in a vacuum? Like if this was any other team than the Giants they were trading over, we wouldn't think twice about this. Move back two picks and pick up a third, like a no-brainer for the boys. The fact that Howie Roseman had the audacity to pick up the phone and call Jerry to propose such a unholy marriage though, is what really grinds my gears. No, he had to do it. Cause then I think Roseman might've taken Tony right then and there at 12. Imagine. I mean, sure. Whatever. It would have happened. It could have happened. Boys. It just, I think it just shows that they are scared. No, yeah, exactly. Football giants. They are scared of us and I love it. I'm in the parking lot with Croce, my best friend, who is an Eagles fan, and he was in awe that they made this trade. And they moved up for a man who's 165 pounds wet. What did that scumbag think of the deal? Was he happy about it? He he was pissed that they took him. Oh, wow. He was like, are you kidding me? He's going to get broken in like two years. And I was like, he's the Heisman Trophy winner. You know, he's a really good playmaker. And I knew we wanted him. Uh, he he was not a fan of the pick, and we also were heavily intoxicated, so he wouldn't <laughs> shut up about it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there was a video of a Giants fan punching holes in the wall and like crying about Devonte Smith. Like, I'm sorry, like I don't give a fuck. Like, th- that's just, that just shows how how desperate the Eagles are. They literally traded away a third to a division rival to make sure that we didn't get this guy, and they did. That's it. And honestly, the Giants made out better than they probably would have. I'd take Tony a first, a fourth, and a fifth over just Devontae Smith, I think. Well, yeah, I totally point. agree. 100%. Devontae. Oh, my bad, Burger. Go. 
No, you're fine. I, I agree with Disciple. We may have just got ourselves another top 15 pick next year on top of us maybe having, if we don't make the playoffs, another fifteen like top 15 pick. The Giants are loaded with draft capital now, and I think that's exactly what we needed, especially with the year of college football where we have another year of scouting. It's going to be a deeper draft pool. It's going to be much better for the Giants scouting department. I think Gettleman knocked it out of the park with this move. And not only that, just the overall theme of like – sustainability and longevity that's what you're all in on that on the on those pods that you're right this is definitely a long-term move but we also got benefited with a great slot receiver who also can be in the backfield like a curtis samuel who i wanted us to sign this guy's a swiss army knife folks and he's gonna be dangerous like very dangerous this guy's a playmaking machine can i ask you guys something about that with regards to the trade, it sounds like you're both very positive on the trade back, but we would be roasting Jerry Reese right now had yet again teams within the NFL been aware of who the Giants wanted and we watched teams trade up to get them, a la your Leonard Floyd, a la your Jack Conklin. So mm-hmm. like, why why is this any different? Why are we, we seem to be giving them a pass for- or what if this was 4d chess where we just pretended to be interested in Devonte smith so the eagles would trade up for him now that that could be some serious strategy there illusions How about illusions. that 4d chess <laughs> bitch <laughs> <Aztec> temple <laughs> you've activated my trap card you game is that a Pegasus reference that we just That's got? That's right. Oh, That's my God. I thought you were doing magic. Oh. Was like, magic entered the room? Toon summon skull. Attack the dog. Uh, I know three people in my life that are would be very excited if they were listening to this. However, speaking uh, earlier offline about Venn diagrams, <laughs> they diagram do not people that are listening to a Giants football podcast and know Yu-Gi-Oh, the cartoon, well enough to pick up on that reference has to be a zero. But hey, <laughs> jokes are for us. So I digress. Um, okay, so the two of you were happy about the trade back. I, I think you both know how I feel about it. In in a just did you want Mr. Slater? Is that what you wanted? I just like he was right there, and he goes what one pick later, two picks later to the Chargers. I think fourteen to the uh, uh, no four, fourteen. The Jets traded up for Veritaka, uh, but yeah, uh, thirteen. Oh yeah, whatever they yeah. I mean, I just. Look, I'm going to do my best to talk about what we did and not about what we didn't do because you have all heard me talk about... I also want to add about what we didn't do. These ESPN clowns, especially sorry-ass Max Kellerman, said that the Giants should have taken Justin Fields instead of traded back at 11. Yes. Max Kellerman can go to hell. Shaman and and Berger were saying the exact same thing in our podcast. I said trade Lance, not Justin Fields. Oh, oh, right. Sorry. Like, yes, of course. Who went number three overall. Thank Guess you very what? much. Guess what? That first round pick is in a, an insurance policy to trade up if they have to. That's exactly right. They if Daniel Jones is not the guy, the next guy is going to be set up way better than Daniel Jones ever was. Well, oh, for well, sure. That line will have another year to mold. This story we never have to read. So yeah, let's so. the guy, though. So the Giants get this trade. Um, again, if, if you weren't listening to Trader Dave's, Giants trade back to the 20th pick with the Bears. They pick up a first rounder next year, a fourth rounder next year, and then as well as a fifth that was used in another trade. We'll 
we'll talk about here in a sec. So wide receiver Florida, um, a theme you're going to sense here, folks, senior bowl participants uh, this year, six foot, you know, maybe in cleats, 193 pounds. I Tell love him. I love like him. him. Like love the, him they him. call him the human joystick. This guy's everything. I've seen him been called the wide receiver version of Alvin Kamara. The way he runs, his center of gravity, his ball carrying style, his starter step is absolutely filthy. I mean, he makes guys just like lose all control of their bodies with his that this stutter step. He makes them think he's going one way, just goes the other. Very quick, very agile, strong runner, can throw the ball, used to be a quarterback, wide receiver, decent route runner, gets, gets separation. Yeah, I mean. NFL Jeez. Street standout. Yeah. What does it say? Is he user juking the whole game? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. No, the oh, guy's an awesome yeah, yeah. athlete. His uh, a lot of things that some people use uh, on uh, like draft resources. They something called RAS. I don't know if you ever heard of it. It's called Relative Athletic Score. Mm. He scored mm. very, very, very highly. So it basically measures things like explosive lit, explosiveness, length, uh, like arm length, like things like that, like uh, burst. Like they try to. And they, they, they give a number between, like, 1 and 10, and, like, high 9 is, like, really good. And he's in the high 9s. I'm just saying that this is a one metric they use. I don't know how, how like, legitimate athletic, it is. Athleticism metric. It seems yes, and a raw athleticism score, pretty much. Yes. Just for right, sounds so, like exactly what we needed. Well, there was that graphic that was posted where, like, of the athletes in this draft, or maybe it was just the wide receivers, I'd have to go look through our text. It was 99, it was right? percentile, right? I think, I think that might be what it is. Yeah. It might, that might be measuring the same thing. Well, and you mentioned the Alvin Kamara comparisons. I think the thing you hear over and over and over again about him is his contact balance. Like he's not the biggest guy in the world, but like he gets knocked off and he stays on his feet. He tiptoes, he spins out of things. He fucking crawls through holes for, and uh, stays um, off his knees there for. He takes some pretty big hits from guys too. Bigger than him. I think his yak was like 19 yards or something. Like he's a yak monster. And in fact, the giants were probably pretty damn close to dead last in the yak game. Six uh, in 2021. Yeah. I was just listening to something that talked about that, but yeah, I, I want. It, I think it might have been the sixth worst in the league. I might be pulling that number out of my ass. Uh, I Sean, mean, check, check and me it, and and I was like, you know, that that makes a lot of sense because I remember last year, like guys, they're just getting catches, but they're getting tackles right away. You know what I mean? It's not mm-hmm. like. There's not uh, when you're when your wide receivers rank last in the NFL in separation. They're not catching. We're lucky that they caught the ball, let alone caught it and then move away. (laughs) Burger coming at you. This guy, Kadarius Tony, I'm warming up to him. Everything that we're hearing about him seems very positive. I don't want to put words in your mouth that you also agree with that. But my question here is about his role. He played 88% of his snaps out of the slot in 2020. Did the Giants just spend the 20th overall pick on a slot guy? Yes and no. A, like you said, 88% in the slot, but he also comes – he had 161 rushing yards and one touchdown. So he can be, like I said before, Curtis Samuel, where he has multiple roles. Uh, he also uh, – he has comparisons to being like Percy Harvin, which I'm like all about because Percy Harvin played – that guy broke games open back in the day. So just get someone explosive like that. I don't even think he's going to be in the slot, dude. I bet you he's going to move around like crazy. He's going to be a Swiss Army knife on offense. 
it just depends on how Jason Garrett can deploy him and use him properly. Um, but I think he's the perfect compliment to Galladay, to be honest. Uh, Disciple, you agree with this or what? Yeah, I definitely do agree with it. But at the same time, like, I don't know. He, You think he might have been there into the second round? No, because the Jaguars wanted to take him with the 25th pick, I believe it was. I, I, I think that's a bunch of horseshit. Honestly. I don't know. Urban Meyer is on record what, what for saying What does Urban Meyer gain from say, saying that after the draft is over? What is I just think it, it's also a shitty thing to say. Like, how would you feel if you're Travis Etienne? You know what I mean? I mean, uh, I, I guess, but like, I, I sort of like the actual uh, theoretical honesty as opposed to, oh, we picked the guy we were always going to pick. Pick, hmm. you know, that's you know, it, it, we still pick Travis Etienne. Like, whatever, he was still a first round pick. Yeah, he's probably Jack. He's playing with his quarterback because another guy was taken before him. That that happened either way. I don't, I don't know, but yeah, or, or, so you hit on something there with the urban Meyer comment, because I, I didn't know how I felt about this and it wasn't really about Kadarius Tony and more about where we got him. And I think had you told me prior to the draft, the giants first two picks were Aziz Ojolari and Kadarius Tony and did not tell me which picks they were at. I'd be fine with that. So when uh, smart football people talk, I, I try to listen and you mentioned urban Meyer, but also Nick Saban would talk about when the Alabama Crimson Tide were game planning for games against Dan Mullins, Florida Gators. There were two people he was worried about. One of them was Kyle Pitts, obviously, and the other guy, Kadarius Tony. So if Kadarius Tony is keeping Nick fucking Saban up at night game planning, I can get around to this guy being on the team. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. You guys read, I believe Nate Burleson went on record in saying that that was the biggest steal in the first round, which I was a little shocked by. But he was saying that the Giants haven't drafted a player. He compared him to almost like Odell Beckham with how explosive he is and how game-breaking he is. And that the Giants have just been lacking that for how many? Ever since we traded him, pretty much. So to be able to get that and trading back and getting all this draft capital is like a slam dunk. Yeah, I I can't disagree with that. I've come around (laughs) to it. I'm pretty pumped. And I think Uh, the the Odell and Tyreek Hill comparisons are one thing, but what you mentioned, Disciple, the Alvin Kamara, I think, sticks. Different position. He's fast, but it's not like he has elite Tyreek Hill track speed, breakaway, straight line speed. But the lateral agility and his ability to start, stop, change direction, burst out of that, like that quick speed. And his ability to sell it. Like the guy's really fucking like – fall like like they don't know what to do they're so uncoordinated when they're going against this guy they can't fucking tackle him it's amazing dude he's awesome he's gonna be a thunder a, a lightning rod for this team man thunder gun thunder gun express man if this offense could just you know keep daniel jones upright this could be an exciting offense this year i heard they might hang on they oh <laughs> oh he does <laughs> They're All right, him. so let's let's keep it rolling then to what is going to be one of my favorite names. Man, a, at least with a few of these picks, an all-names draft for the Giants. I'm, I'm going to love me some Kadariuses. It just it flows off the um, off the tongue. But Aziz, oh, the Cuban squad in the first round? Aziz Ojolari, gentlemen. Edge player. Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> Honestly, it's, it's a miracle. There's no other way to put it. I never would have thought he, in a million years he ever would have dropped to the second round, let alone 50. I mean, we're not talking about like 34 right in the second round. We're talking about 50. You got the deets on that trade, Disciple? 
So we traded back eight spots and we got a 2022 third round pick from the Dolphins next year for it. Love it. I'm also loving it. That's a that's a fantastic move. Well, it just shows that every team was afraid of his knee. I believe he has arthritis from an injury in high school, but uh, Dr. James Andrews ended up clearing him and gave the Giants the uh, green light. So if that doesn't bother him down the road, the Giants absolutely got a steal here. Like you said, could have been the first round, the first pick we took. Get him in the second round. Tremendous value. I think he had what nine and a half sacks last season for Georgia. He's got he's he's got some great pass rush moves, but he's mm-hmm. also great against the run too. Is he outside linebacker or is he edge? Is that the same thing? Pretty he's much? in in our scheme in the three four. It's kind of the same, but it, it it's mm-hmm. like they're standing up. They're not hands in the dirt. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're on the edge standing, but they don't. They may not always rush the pass. You know, they might move back into coverage. You know what I mean? That's so that's why Patrick Graham he keeps he keeps he keeps the offenses honest with his defense. Patrick Graham's got to be looking his, like his lips right now, like salivating that he got this guy in the second round. Yeah, and he's he only, he's turning twenty one in a month. He's so young still. So he, he's the first athletic. giant. Think about it. The first giant ever to be drafted in the two thousands. Oh my god, Jesus Christ! Damn, that is kind of scary. Yeah, a a plug for our own show here. Uh, Burger, you touched on something we'll be speaking to Big Mac about. And I had a pretty long conversation with him over this weekend. So uh, I don't want no spoilers, but he doesn't seem all that concerned. We have some research to do on the James Andrews piece. It seems to be if he didn't do his surgery in high school, which I'm inclined to think he didn't uh, that we we'll talk about it. soon. Um, I think good news with regards to our thoughts on Aziz Ojolari's injury. Uh, for those of you listening that might be concerned due to the drop, I don't think we should be, uh, those concerns might be overblown. So more to come on that. If you guys were to player profile him, who do you think he compares to at the next level? I've heard some OC comparisons. I've heard, uh, Somebody said Yannick, but I don't know. Oh, that's that's true. I feel I, like I heard the Yannick yeah. one, which is kind of alarming because of the he's terrible against the run, but but Ojalar is not. I think had I don't eight know. and a half sacks each of his first four years in the league. I'll take that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as a rotational. Pass oh, run. I have one more follow up question. Do you think he starts week one? Yeah, I think him and Carr are going to be the starters. A couple of Georgia Bulldogs. <sighs> That'd be sick. Wait, I would think, that be three? If yeah, Tay Crowder. Crowder. I don't off? know. If, I'm not sure if Tay Crowder going to start, but he he could. He could. one uh, play one. I do not think he'll be a starter. Tay Crowder. No, sorry, Aziz. I don't you think don't... he'll be the starter week one. I, I'm just not sure if uh, the Giants want to stop the run. To your point, he's short enough for for a pass rusher that he doesn't get out leveraged. Uh, in run defense, it's hard for offensive line to get under him and under that chest plate and control him. Um, but I just don't know that play one, game one, as a rookie, the Giants are going to be comfortable with him setting the edge in an NFL game. Uh, just, just my thoughts. Yeah, no, I mean that makes sense. That's a fair but, assessment. You could easily just he probably be a third down situational guy to start. I mean, you know, the Giants are also, I mean, you know, comfortable starting. Ryan Connolly, that remember that that 2017 or 2018 friggin' defense with like the average age is like 21 years old, dude. We've come we've come a long way in just a few years, man. I, I gotta give Dave Gettleman that. 
He's revamped because <laughs> sure. we were in some pretty uh, deep hole, man. And well, now it's finally it, brightening. Before we pat him on his, let's let's go to his third round pick now. Who did we just get in the third round, gentlemen? One comment. I, I hate to, to knock your, your segue, Burger, but there is one comment on Aziz I have to mention before we get out of here. I have no talent evaluator, but I was watching film and draft highlights because he was a common guy that we were talking about, maybe at 11, wherever. And the first thing I said about him, man, he looks like he has go-go gadget arms. Like, I I don't know. He just, he looked like he had really long arms. And now after the draft, you hear over and over this guy, just for comparison, Aziz Ojolari is six foot two, 240 pounds. So he's a tweener, but he has 34 plus inch arms. Ellerson Smith who is our fourth round pick we'll talk about in a minute. He's six foot six. And people talk about him being very long, very lanky. He has 33 inch arms. Like Aziz has the length of arms of people significantly taller than him. <laughs> like, I just think him, he's going to be batting balls down as he drops in the lows flats uh, in coverage. I think as he starts to build out his frame, he might never come off the field. Even if I don't think he'll be a day one starter. Really, I just have JPP in my head right now, but a smaller version of JPP because he is so long. I love that. I love that. Yeah, just not as close out JPP. Um, All right, my bad. Yeah, Uh, go to go to a Rob uh, Burger. Talk to me. So third round, seventy first overall pick. The Giants select Aaron Robinson, cornerback. Very interesting pick here, gentlemen. You know, we had signed uh, Adore Jackson this offseason. We're getting back Sam Beal. We have Isaac Yottam. We have James Bradbury. And they decided to go cornerback. Mac, tell me, did they get a steal here potentially? Oh, my God. Okay, I, I'm going to try and keep it together, Burger, because you know what I want to talk about is the fact that a guy like Ben Cleveland was still on the board. Or perhaps had the Giants not used the fifth-round pick that they got from the Bears to trade up, they could have picked – a guy like Deontay Brown in the fifth round and still got a guy here. But like I said, I want to talk about what they did do and what they didn't do. So to answer your question, yes, it seems like it is possible. Everyone's jacked up about this. A guy, you hear uh, a lot of um, uh, analysts say that the Giants went best player available here, and it's possible that the Giants had a late round one or a high round two grade on this guy. So if that is truly the... If that is true and they kept to their board and then you throw in the fact that the Giants jumped the whole division, by the way, that trade, they went up to 71, the Eagles picked 73, Washington, 74, Cowboys, 75, all three of them picked a defensive player in those draft slots. So you add in that the Giants may have gotten a steal and that we stole them from the division. Okay. You won me over. Fuck it. Yeah, no, I love it. It was well known. The Eagles coveted this guy mm-hmm. and they were patiently waiting for him to fall in giants give those motherfuckers a taste of their own medicine trade it right in front of them especially a position that the eagles need because god knows whoever's lined up opposite of darius slay is getting torched roasted and spit out it's not like darius slay had a good year either exactly but the guy the the next guy down and at CB2 for them is <laughs> I don't even know they have safety anymore. They he'd be probably he be, that guy. It's I forgot, it's a, he has a hyphenated name. He he got 
absolutely torched versus the Cowboys that one game that we needed the the uh, the Eagles to win, right? Against the Cowboys, Week 16. Oh, uh, right. I don't recall. <laughs> oh, you don't recall that? I do. The season's a blur after we didn't get in. Yeah, no, I understand, but I, I forget. I forget the freaking guy's name, but he's. A this shaman is a shaman to, moment. Definitely. But he Didn't got like he, the war turned room? around. Like it, it was bad. It was really bad. The Eagles war room was thrown off by us doing this as well. Correct. The uh, whole room was so awkward. No. St- Howie Roseman was, was giving out fist bumps left and right boys. Yeah, but <laughs> up for Milton Williams. Who's the other guy? Lori, the, the owner, right? The guy with the white hair. Well, I don't think that was the guy in the video that you could see looking. Not, oh, um, uh, 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 Lori, uh, it's Howie Roseman and Jeff Lurie, are, is the owner, the owner. Yeah. but not the guy in the video was. Oh, I thought. Oh, it kind of looked like him. No, white haired white guy. Like, hair, yeah. could be right. Could be anybody. <laughs> yeah. Could be anybody. Right? But he was less than enthused. He knew he just got played by the Giants. He thought he won the battle. The Giants won the draft war. Bitch. <laughs> Well, so, Berger, crazy. what 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 did you feel then? I well, the more I keep reading about him, I'm I'm hearing that he's going to compete with Darnay Holmes immediately for the slot role. Which you know, you can never have too many slot guys or at least depth there. I'm totally cool with it. I I wonder if this is an insurance policy for Dory Jackson too because of his injuries. Yeah, but we have legit three cornerbacks now and three great safeties. This secondary is stacked. Which is think, scary. Do you think this guy could play outside if Adoree Jackson needs the help? Like, yeah. what's what his size? Is he six foot, six one. He is He'll six one, one ninety three. Fantastic tackler, by the way. Excellent. Great I, in the run game. Great for for a corner. Great tackler. Not afraid to lower the shoulder at all. Wrap up with great technique and fundamental football. I just wonder if this is draft for the Cowboys, like to like to over like for their their high powered offense. Was this pick intentionally made for Dallas? Because you have their three great receivers. You got Cooper Gallup and uh, what's the last one? CD Lamb. Yep. So are we just matching up against that? Because we got to face it twice a year for possibly the next what three to five years. Uh, if they re-sign Gallup, obviously, I think he's a free. I think he's a free agent after this. I year. mean, the whole the whole right, division still, pretty yeah. much got better, man. The Eagles, what they got, Straight Jeffries, up. and they have now the rookie Ragnar. Oh, and Jeffries gone to shine. Let's not even spend any more fuck time the talking Eagles. about the Eagles. Yeah, they're, they're going. Track. I hope they go like four and thirteen or whatever the fuck. And the Redskins have uh, good weapons. Redskins got Curtis Samuel. Yeah, they do. The Washington uh, Football Team has Washington. Um, they have scary Terry McLaurin. They got Curtis Samuel, Antonio Gibson. Um, sorry. Chris oh, yes. Is that his name? It's, it's, they it's, got Diami Brown in the draft? No. That I think might they did take a receiver. I think, I think they drafted somebody. I think um, it is Diami Brown. Well, we'll uh, when, we head in, when we head back into OTAs, we'll do a recap of where the division stands. But to answer your question, yes, I do think the arms race in the secondary definitely has to do with the high-flying offenses in the division. 
but also just like a statement of the NFL in general. Yeah, right. Mm. Exactly. It's a passing right. league now. Exactly. If you're not three deep receiver, then you're, you're behind. Should it really surprise us though? Like, I mean, look at what Gettleman has invested. Like it just didn't work out, but the guy traded up for Deandre Baker and used a supplemental pick on Beal and then went ahead and drafted Julian Love and other, like the secondary has been a consistent. Valentine. So, <laughs> yeah. Valentine, he, right, and right. Chris Williamson last year, right? Or uh, is that yeah. 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 So, I mean, I'm concerned about getting all of these guys on the field. Like, again, what does this mean for Beal? What does this mean for Love? What does this mean for Holmes? Are we just wasting I think, picks? I think on this means Yadam's out. And I think that Sam Beal is definitely on the On chop. the cusp. Yeah. The, well, yeah. we're going to have another crack at talking about the cornerback room. So let's, let's keep it rolling. Um, Ellerson Smith. Uh, and, you know, I forgot to mention it actually with Aaron Robinson. This will now make three of our four draft picks had senior bowl representation uh, for those counting at home. While the giants have a propensity for picking senior bowl players in recent years, also this year it has an uh, increased emphasis on the fact this is really the only opportunity scouts and coaches got to interact with players face to face. They actually got to meet these people, talk to them, interact with them, whereas everything else was virtual. So for Ellison Smith, Aaron Robinson, uh, Kadarius Tony, and, and someone we'll talk about in a moment, Rodarius Williams, all of them were senior bowl participants. But anywho, Ellerson Smith, Smith, double dip on the edge positions. What do you guys got? No problem at all with that. I mean, listen, you got a chance to get better at a position A of need, but also one of the four or five most important positions in the game. You know, I have no problem with it. You know, it's one of these guys got to hit. Probably going to be Ojolari, but I could see Ellison Smith as being a Ryan Kerrigan-esque kind of situational guy. I feel like he's too slim. Well, I, I don't know what Kerrigan's dimensions are, but he seems beefier to me. Yeah, this I, I would say Allison Smith's definitely more slender. I'm just talking about like that third down passing passing down role. Yeah. Not necessarily the body type or a pro comp. You know what I mean? Well, and I, I say that, but Ellerson Smith six foot six, two fifty five with thirty three inch arms. So I mean he's no he's no small boy. No, that's what I mean, but I, you say he looks uh, slender. I yeah, mean, he just seems longer to me. Maybe I'm thinking because Ryan Kerrigan's a man that I've been familiar with beating the shit out of the Giants for like on a decade. So that's probably – I'm being unfair to Ellerson six, Smith. 6'4", 265. Okay, so he – well, you know, that's not the – he's just only 10 that's, pounds that's a, that's a nice size DN. Uh, but – What is he? Just, he's going to be a special teams player. Maybe depth for pass rushing. Like You won't see too much of him. You don't you don't know, man. Injuries. I mean, shit, we saw Carter Coughlin playing quite a bit in some games. That's true. You never know injuries in the NFL, folks. Dude, O'Shane and Lorenzo both going down were not a part of the Giants' plans at all, dude, but they adapted, dude. This team is resilient as fuck, dude. I love it. I I love the amount of drafting they put into this and it's free agency. Just bodies on bodies are thrown at the the edge rush and the outside linebacker position this offseason. Burger, does the lower level of competition concern you? This guy played at an FCS school, Northern Iowa. Eh. I, it's it's tough to say. Like I wanted us to draft a center from a D two school, you know. Like it, yeah, I, I was I was a big Quinn Miners guy. Yeah, I wanted him so bad. <laughs> I mean, let me tell you, like, dude, if the talent's there, the talent's there. Fred Jackson. I mean, how many? You know, Trey Lance was D. It was FCS, dude. 
It's true. Well, you know, only time will tell. We'll, we'll see. You know, give it two years, and then you know, if he's but on the team still, then one one thing I do just want to add with in regards to Senior Bowl is a big reason this also happened is I mean that personal interaction, something we're missing from the virtual world, that handshake, and that you know that first impression, the the body language. It's you know when you're interviewing someone when you're a manager of personnel like that, like there are a lot ways on that. And I think that's why the senior bowl guys got some added attention. So Mac. Well, and for some of these guys, you don't have tape on them for a year. Like, so um, Ellison Smith case in point, you know, again, I'm going to say I wanted a guard here, but the more I learn about Ellerson Smith, I don't know, Berger. I think he has a chance to be more than a special teamer. I mean, this guy was in the 95th and 98th percentage uh, percentile for the explosive drills at the senior bowl, like for, you know, short area quickness and three cone drill, things like that. Like he's quick, he's long and you hear these guys talk about him. And I think, so the, the last two things I'll say that stuck out about Ellerson Smith are this, you know, you expect a small school kid. I, I personally was concerned or am concerned still about the lower level of competition, but point one, after taking a year off of football, steps into the senior bowl and dominates the competition against guys that were playing at some of the biggest schools in the, uh, in the country, you know, this season. And you hear people talk about him and he has quote unquote pass rush moves. You always hear like guys win with athleticism or they haven't learned what they're doing in their pass rush moves. This guy has multiple things in his arsenal, which is not something you would necessarily expect from what should be an unrefined. Yeah, a lot of guys are one trick ponies, man. Right, you hear who is the guy from Miami that people wanted early on, and that was the knock on him, uh, Rousseau, Rousseau. Right, you know he doesn't have pass rush moves because he's just so athletic. Um, and then the one thing that's interesting to me, and this bodes well for him developing into an actual edge guy, he w- he was recruited at Northern Iowa. Do you guys know this about him? He was recruited to be a tight end and came into college at 198 pounds. Holy shit! He is now 255 pounds. He gained 60 fucking pounds and is still fast and athletic. I don't think this guy is done developing. That's that's exciting. Yeah, that's pretty Definitely like that cool. upside. Sheesh. Yeah. All right, let's uh let's uh, kick the tires on these six round picks. I I frankly if there's anything that disappointed me outside of the offensive line, finally something I can talk negatively about, about what they actually did, not theoretically didn't do. Disciple, tell me about these picks, please. So we had Gary Brightwell, round six, the running back out of Arizona, and Rodarius Williams, cornerback, Oklahoma State. I just love how I predicted they take a running back in the sixth round, and you were so against it. And even not the running back I wanted. Both of your guys' picks were on the board. Jamar Jefferson and Patterson were. And guess what? Jared Patterson, undrafted, went to Washington. No way! Really? Fucking sickens me. I hope he doesn't make the team. As as fucked as that sounds. It's so fucked up. Now, honestly, he honestly good for him. He's from Maryland. Like I wish him the best. He's one of my favorite college athletes I saw this year. Uh, you know, when I watched the, some college football stuff. But uh, yeah, this guy, you know, uh, Joe Judge was on made the media rounds today, as did Dave Gettleman in New York. 
went on the local radio shows, WFAN, ESPN FM. Uh, and he, he mentioned this pick as being a big, uh, a big indicator in the kicking game. I see this guy being Dion Lewis's replacement. And that would mean the Booker is probably Goldman's replacement and Saquon Barkley, Saquon Barkley. So, you know, it is what it is. I'm not crazy about it, but I understand why it was done. Burger. No complaints from here. I, I don't mind the pick. Didn't really know much about him. I haven't really looked too much into him either, but I heard he, the guy just grinds yards uh, very, very fast. Um, good between the tackles. So it'll be a nice compliment to Saquon and uh, Booker. Couldn't disagree more. Hate this dude. Hate this pick. Like, <laughs> I, I didn't even bother writing down the stats. You look at his, like, spider chart for his athletic testing and like the best percentile he was in was in like the 45th. So a terrible athletic testing. So you think a guy who's 5'11, 220 pounds, you know, maybe he's a power guy or maybe he's a good pass protector. Nope. Blown up on pass protection. Okay. Well, maybe he can catch passes. Why else would we pick him up? Nope. He only had 18 targets in his career and he dropped five of them. So, I mean, you know why he was picked and it's, you listen to his interview and the first thing this kid is talking about is special teams. So I'm sure Jojo Judge went, you know, head over heels for that kind of talk. But look, you can still get contributors in the sixth round. Gettleman has proved that. I think we're focusing maybe a little too much on purely special teams, guys. Especially All right. Well, hold on. Hold on. Can I just say something? I'm going to add something to that. You don't have to ask my permission. Oh, no, no. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not asking. I'm you saying. Did. Okay. Okay. Record. We're recording. All right. The 2007 – San Diego uh, Chargers were first in offense, first in defense, 32nd in special teams. Think about that. I'm thinking about it. Did they finish 8-8? Eight and eight? No, they lost in the AFC Championship game. I would take a loss in the NFC Championship game. I'd rather win a Super Bowl. That's all we But if you, if you went into the playoffs having the best offense and the best defense but have the worst special teams – you're not gonna win. Okay, I sure I see the point you're making. It will will, but I I stand by my comment. I don't think that I think the Giants maybe have been a little over aggressive in the two years with Joe Judge in seeking out guys that are pure. But is that a surprise when he's a special teams coordinator? Like no, no, I'm, I'm not necessarily surprised. I'm just arguing that it's the right choice. Like <sighs> Nate Ebner, I, but we don't need to rehash that. Rodarius Williams. Uh, I hate this pick. <laughs> 24 years old. It's Greedy Williams' brother. We got drafted. Is he Greedy brother. Williams' brother? Yeah, it's Greedy, Greedy Williams', Williams brother. older brother drafted, yeah. what, two years after the hate? That's was? kind of alarming. I didn't know he was that old. He's got a lot of experience, but he everything they say, is, he's average. He's He doesn't – he never – I mean, what off. do you expect with a six-round pick? If he's just average, like, I'll take just average. Oh, no, he's average college. That means he's probably ass in the pros. But there's a reason okay, why no, he was drafted in the top disciple. 200. If you're resigned to average, why not take a gamble on upside? Trey Smith went to the Chiefs uh, later in the seventh round. Why not take a gamble on a guy, an offensive line, who could have gone in the second round if it wasn't for medical issues that, that are still undetermined? Like, you uh, make blood clots for me. It's, it's not, it's not, it's blood clots. It's, you know, it's a dicey thing. So we like, okay, think about but- flying. You just said I'm okay with average. I say a six-round pick. I take a gamble on upside over. When was Trey Smith t- taken? Was he available? It's like the 266 pick or something. It was the Chiefs' seventh-round no. pick. He was definitely available at two 
whatever this was. Oh, one. Well, yeah. they decided they didn't want to deal with it, dude. I mean, I understand. Uh, I mean, how many teams passed over him multiple times, dude? Straight I up. Know. I'm not saying – I'm just saying that this pick, you uh, – by accepting that he is definitely average or, or, or below whatever mediocre, you were just, what was the comment you said? Ah, mediocre. Fuck it. Six round pick. I'll take mediocre. I'm just arguing. I said, I'll say average, average and mediocre are not the same. Well, mediocre, that's different discussion. Hold on. Mediocre is a, a level or two below average. Is that the, de- we're, we're I think it is Webster fucking dictionary check. I think, I think mediocre. you will have to call Mariam a Webster. Okay. I'll settle, for the, fucking dictionary I'll settle for the shaman. Fuck you and your thesaurus. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> Are you reading the dictionary? Oh, you, you caught me. I like to break a mental sweat too. <laughs> uh, Burger, a well-timed quip to break up the banter. Um, okay, guys, we've, we've talked a lot about these prospects. Obviously, there's a lot to know um, or to learn about these guys, and we'll be talking all about it. I think uh, – I just don't understand this last pick, but uh, whatever. You know, is he better than Isaac Yadam, Beal, Madre Harper, Julian Love? Probably. I don't know. Maybe Madre Harper. I maybe don't know maybe not Julian Love. Um, I don't know. I mean, dude, like – James Bairbury. So, there's going to be some like guys that are going to be on the cusp that are not going to make the team. In, in the secondary they, room to think that both in the wide receiver room and the the fact that we went from fucking Antoine Bethea, no offense to these guys is pretty fucking good, man. Well, Isaac Yadam is going to go from being the CB two for the majority of the season to possibly not making the roster. Like same he'll be unemployed team. very soon. Uh, I forgot Bill. Sam Beal even existed. I don't even know if he even exists in the mind or the realm of the Giants right now. I think the writing's on the wall. That's that's a guaranteed cut. But who knows? Maybe he comes back and he's amazing. Who knows? He's it's, only like 25. You never know. I think he's even younger than that. It's nothing. Yeah, I think he's only 23 or 24 At still. At this point, if Sam Beal gives us anything that's positive, whatever. All right, so moving on. Surprise, surprise, the return of Gage and Gettleman. No, not the drafts we shall be gauging, but the GM himself. So, the free agent spending of the Giants in the 2021 offseason. Yes, a lot of people were happy about it. I know we were, but you heard the words desperate used over and over again. Now, when you hear about the Patriots' free agency, it was amazing. And, oh, it was, it was great and a great free agency. But the Giants were desperate with their signings because it reeked of a GM who, who needed to keep his job. However, Dave Gettleman then goes ahead and trades back to accumulate draft capital for next year. My question to you is, does the media, and by proxy, this podcast, owe Dave Gettleman an apology? This guy was roasted for never trading back and for being desperate and spending money. He Gambles or bets on the future and trades back twice. I'm sorry, um, Dave. We're sorry. I mean, I've always been like mostly pro gentleman. Mostly. I think he had I to go say. for it. And he yeah, no, he did. He did. It. He had no choice. Like after after uh you know 2019 season. You get to 2020 and turns it around. Joe Judge gets hired, and they're a good fucking team together. I like what they're doing. Well, can I pose a new question to you off of that question? 
Pose it. So what if we go 500? There's no 500. Is he on the hot seat again, or is he? It, so are they going eight and nine, or nine and eight? eight oh, and that's nine? right. That's a good question. Ah. Yeah, that's or or for the sake of this discussion, they go eight, eight and one. Yes, or <laughs> they don't make the playoffs, and they're eight and nine or nine and eight. Is that's... he on the hot seat? I don't know. I, th- I guess yeah. If you had asked me that up, question, he set him up so well for this year, for next year as well. Yeah, had you asked me that question a week ago, I would say guaranteed he was fired. And you actually just took this from, from me, Burger. So I appreciate you. I, I the question I want to know was Gettleman guaranteed a job in 2022. That's what you're asking, right? Yeah, because he's they just set them. He set the Giants up so well for next year, like with this draft, and the cap's going to go back up. So I feel like I feel like I feel like Gettleman will retire, and it'll just be Kevin Abrams as the GM. Which I'm totally cool with as well. As early as this offseason? I mean, I don't know, man. The guy's got to have Martha's Vineyard on his mind. And this would be in lieu of being fired, you're saying, as opposed oh, to... Oh, no, I think I think he would think step down. You think retire. he would step down. I don't think yeah. he. I don't think they would fire him just because they don't want another Tom Coughlin situation at that awards dinner, whatever the fuck, with, when John Mara came with Tom Coughlin. Tom Coughlin pretended he didn't even fucking exist. Yeah, I don't. I don't even want to talk about that because that makes my stomach. It, yeah, like, it sucks. Um, the okay, so we think it's possible w- that Gettleman was guaranteed some type of job security or a, a a respectful transition, regardless. Like, hey, don't be, don't make decisions for the New York Football Giants because you think your job is at risk. Make the best decision for the Giants. That's it. We'll take care of you. We think a conversation like that happens. I mean, yeah, I mean, because I, I don't know, a motherfucker with his job on the line is going to make some rash and probably bad, irrational decisions. So, and he did the I can see it. I can see it. Rash. Yeah. He made because the best that conversation. Sorry, I was saying if that conversation didn't happen, then we have to be applauding this move more, right? Because, like, Burger, could you imagine, you know, your boss saying, hey, if you don't perform today, I'm firing you tomorrow. And, you tell your client like, oh, uh, don't worry. You can pay next week. Don't worry <laughs> about it. Just how he pulled yeah, three. I mean, that's risky ass. business. Like this draft could have gone like so much worse than it did. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> like, what it's so up. much worse. I don't even want to think about the alternatives. I'm so happy in this reality uh, uh, place we're in right now. Well, is that a perfect way to segment? What do we grade the draft as? I, I'm giving it an A because the bottom line is the New York Giants got two top 30 players and an extra first-round pick. With nothing else, that's a damn near perfect draft, bro. I'm sorry. And they, the, the extra third, extra fourth is gravy. Extra fifth, they used to move up and fuck the Eagles good. I'm glad they used it. Is that turkey gravy or Sunday gravy? Oh, that's the Sunday gravy. On on Sunday morning, the gravy with the grits, at Cracker Barrel, the breakfast. Oh, you went the there. smells are going. What are you talking? What you're in Northeastern Paisan? I say Sunday gravy, and you go to Cracker Barrel. I'm talking yeah, about. Oh, I thought you were talking sauce. about grits and gravy, man. That's My what God, I've been having. You're a son of the North. <laughs> you you disappoint me, burger, gravy. No, I'm not a Northern Italian. I'm it's, a Southern it's, Italian. It's an A plus plus. North, they spin on the South. Oh my God! Shut yeah, the, the southern Italians yes. from northeastern United States 
don't that I'm 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 done with you. I'm sorry, burger. I think it's just such a uh, this is a cultural discussion, but I think it's such a fucking shame with these Italian Americans calling it gravy. Oh, it's sauce. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, my God. Wow. Wow. Shots fired. <laughs> no, I just said that to piss you off. I, I really didn't realize what you were talking about because I, th- I, I was thinking grits and gravy and biscuits. It's burgers turn. Get yeah, done. shut the fuck up. We're done. When I say we're done, Saul Goodman. <laughs> I am the one who knocks. Burger, just go, baby. I can't. He's doing so good. <laughs> god damn it, Marie. Those are minerals. Oh my god, stop talking now. All right. They're getting an A. <laughs> they're getting an A plus plus. The players they drafted, the draft capital uh for next season, like you said. Dave Gettleman hit a home run. Grand slam. What am I saying? We're going Excelsior. Love everything. Except for the six-round picks. They were pretty shitty. Well, Why would we're you all give it an A+. Plus? What was that, Disciple? Why would you give it an A-plus if you're going to bitch about the six-round pick? Because they're six-round picks. They barely make the fucking team. Exactly. So who cares if they're just average? They're just <laughs> <laughs> Boom. We're Just all... like you fucked that bartender on your cruise last year. <laughs> all right, we got to get out of here. <laughs> oh, Cross-mogination of quotes. Uh, Disciple, welcome to the game, baby. Uh, all right, yeah, A-minus, surprise, surprise. I, the only thing stopping it from an A-plus, or I guess an A, is that it is impossible for me to remove my O-line bias from this draft. Yeah, I didn't love the six-round picks, but who am I to say they won't be contributors? What the fuck did I know about Carter Coughlin or Cam Brown or those guys last year? Um, But you got to love what we did here. Impact players for today, future picks for tomorrow. It's an A-. minus. Just wish we had some hags. All right. After that episode, if you have not figured it out by now, folks, we are possessed by the spirits that reside at 1925 Giants Drive. But hey, even they make mistakes. So let's exercise tonight's demons with the shaman. The exorcism today goes to me, shaman, for falling asleep when I should have been editing the podcast. That's my bad. All right, all you dreamers and creamers. Let's end tonight with the fact that Chris Spinelli just simply is not aware that the Giants are young. They're aggressive. They're definitely improving. New York football Giants. God, I love that. For Burger, the Disciple, and the Shaman, I'm Mac. We're Big Blue all year. Good night.